All right, Isaac. You ready for this thing? Sure. Have you listened to any of these? Uh, if I'm being 100% honest with you, I have not. None of them? No. I have thought about it. Like, when you post them, I'm like, oh, I should do that. And then mm -hmm. I don't listen to a lot of stuff usually. That's right. Except for when I'm in the truck and... But I will. Now, I, now I'm required by now, law. Now that, you, now that you're on it, you I'm have required to. required by law. No, you're good. Um, it's, not necessarily, it's not necessarily something where, like, uh, I want the whole world to, to listen to or anything like that. It'd be cool, but it's not the most important thing. So I was just curious if you have or not. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's pretty straightforward. We'll just chit-chat a little bit. Nothing too crazy. Um, I want to start with how... You, your story about how you and I know each other, and then we'll kind of just get into that. So what is, how, it's pretty easy how we met, but yeah. kind of tell your story. I don't know. We, uh, good old ARS. Good old was, ARS. You, I got sent with you, like, for the first, I don't even know. I trained you. I think I got stuck, with, yeah, we were not stuck, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we were out there. You for how long and Bennett sometimes. You and Doobie start your first time. You oh, and yeah. Doobie started together, right? Or no? Was it you? And, you was it you and Damien? Maybe it was you, Damien, and Jesse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about so, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. That guy. Um, so you started your first go around with us, and you weren't there very long. A couple months. Uh, I was there. Well, let's see. I don't even remember. I want to say it was like, just what did I quit to go do? I think I quit to go spray weeds again. Yeah. Did I? Mm -hmm. That's what you did the first time. And that yeah. would be a summer gig. Yeah. So, I don't know. Because well, we would have started, we would have started, started. In the win we would have started in the winter. You would have started in the winter. Because, no, I don't remember. I really um, don't remember when but you I did, started. But you did come back. Yeah. And that's where the whole fan family came into play. Yeah, yeah um, when I first was there, nobody was like, eh. Yeah. Um, so that was that group of, so that's you, Nick, Ethan, me, Bennett, Schulson, Damien. Mm -hmm. Carl. Carlos. Carl. Carl. So <laughs> those, uh, that eight. Yeah. Um, that, that group... Um, was a huge, like, a defining group for me. Because mm -hmm. that group, I, like, we're, we weren't just co-workers. Yeah. Like, we were, and that's that's the first time it's ever happened to me where I've had people that I worked with that I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to work. <laughs> I get to yeah. see everybody. So yeah. that was kind of a different thing. And even now, I'm the only one that's left Yeah. Um, at ARS. But, like, we're still, we still try to play cards or we still yeah. try to do stuff together and we still keep yeah. up to date and you know bennett yeah. sends his stupid little tiktoks all the time yeah. um well i saw carlos at the home depot parking lot like a month ago and we talked for like 20 minutes yeah and home like depot parking carlos lot. carlos isn't like uh he didn't have snapchat neither does shulson yeah um but like when i see carlos like carlos and i'll chat for oh yeah forever about how everything's going yeah you know we talked about the freaking getting tacoma about how he yeah, liked his, one, huh? yeah, and and everything like that, and so, but like that's a that group, um, I always, you know, the the eight of us, I always 
think, and I always know that like th- those are going to be, we're always going to be friends. Yeah. Some closer than others. I know that like uh, Ethan and Schultz aren't very close. Yeah. Um, but like they could hang but out with one another. They didn't even work that much together though, really. No. Because Schultz was there for like only a little bit, wasn't he? Yeah. Just a little. Well, Schultz was there for a little bit every time he was there. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> But uh, really, Schultz and Carlos, me, yeah, you, you, guys you were kind of close with them a little bit, but you worked with Schultz more yeah. so than everybody else did, I think. Yeah, I think so. We um, were out on Christmas. Oh, that's right. Yeah. On that stupid apartment flood. Yeah. That you and guys then didn't the have maintenance asked. guy came in and was like, <laughs> <laughs> just getting all janky holes in all the sheetrock, and he's like, this is dry. And I was like, cool. I guess if you think that's dry, but I was like, you do realize that you have to take the sheetrock off the studs to put the other sheetrock hole that you just made back up, right, dude? I was like, you could have just, you know, done a clean line there instead of just like an old, jagged, janky-looking half job. Yeah. But if that's what you needed to determine that it was dry, then... Fair enough, dude. Whatever, dude. And that's kind of what we said. Like, I remember looking at Schultz and I was like, seriously? I was like, yeah, I mean, I could have done that. Like... <laughs> Like, I disregard the fact that, you know, we have instruments that can tell us if it's dry, and then you just have to, you know, It'll patch it, patch it a little, some little bit. Putty no, over we'll it. just cut a, like, two-foot <laughs> rectangle in your freaking... That's not straight or stud oh, yeah, stud? yeah, 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 <laughs> not at all. It was, like, an inch off each stud, and then... Just... Yeah. But, yeah, some good old times. But, yeah, I, I and I realized when I was starting to do all this that, like, that's a group of people that I want to sit down and talk to and share yeah. stories with. Cause I've talked to Ethan, my brother, yeah, uh, Damien. So I got you and then you, and then I want to get Bennett and mm-hmm. Schulson. And if Carlos ever wants to, I don't talk to see Carlos enough or text Carlos enough to see yeah. if he would, but I wasn't as close with Carlos as I was with everybody else. Yeah. Um, he's always stuck doing his own thing. His, his own carpenter stuff. Yeah. That's how he preferred it anyways. Yeah. True. Um, but I just want to kind of chat with you guys. Cause um, you, me, and Damien knew each other. Known each other outside of my brother, but like we knew each other the longest. We worked together the oh, most. Yeah. We were the first three there, and then yeah. kind of Ethan came in, then Bennett, then yeah. my brother. Well, no, Bennett was before me. Bennett was before me, but then left. No. Yeah. The first time or second time? Well, the, well, I guess the You're first s- time. Yeah. The first time he was there before me. And then I came back, and I think yes. we, were to, we worked again together, everybody, for a little bit, and then he left. And then he left. And then Ben I was left. only there once. Yeah. Yeah. He just stayed for a longer period of time. Yeah. Which, you know, everybody, I, I saw that writing on the wall when everybody left. I don't I remember who I was with. I was with Steph, Alicia, and somebody else in the room. Mm-hmm. And I just remember I was pissed one day. Like and and I went, I brought like January to, to December, and I said, by this day, it's just going to be me and Isaac. And I was like, you think Isaac will stay? I said, Isaac, <laughs> Isaac will stay to the point where like, Isaac's bullshit meter is very large, so he'll stay until the bullshit gets to that point. Yeah. I'm like, but everybody else has got a small bullshit meter. Yeah, that's true. And I like wrote it out, and I was, I, I, I don't, I wish I had taken a picture because I'm almost certain I was dead on. I'm like, who was leaving when they were leaving and what order they were leaving? Because yeah. once, uh, after that Houston trip, Oh, yeah. People just started dropping like oh, flies. Yeah. Well, and I thought it was, like, funny because it was, like, everyone was, like, oh, man, we're not getting paid anything. We're not getting paid anything. And then it was, like, one person left, two people left. John calls me into the office. He's, like, hey, 
we really like what you've been doing. We want to give you a raise. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. A couple more people left, and like you said, it was just you and me, and he calls me again. He's like, we're going to make you a lead and give you another raise. I was like, man, I just got a $4 raise in like two months, and all these other guys are complaining about how they weren't making anything, and I'm over here making like $4 more than they were when they, you know, and they'd been there like, I know Ethan had been there longer than me, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, whatever. And I just, I remember, uh, I remember going in and having a talk with John one time because me, you, and Carl's all got like dumb raises after yeah. we had left. And it's, I just went, I'm like, I just had a bad day. And, so, and I just went to John and I was like, you do realize that if you would have just, the raises that you just gave us, if you would have just dispersed them amongst everybody else, we'd still have a crew of eight people. He goes, I'm well aware. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. But you live and you learn. Yeah. Everyone's on to bigger and better things anyways. Yeah. Well, is... and then John left, so. Yeah. Sean just <laughs> gave the and dipped. <laughs> He'll call me every once in a while. He goes, how's good all ARS? And almost as if he's just ridiculing me. Yeah. <laughs> I could see it. But it's blue sky now, so. Yeah, that's right. It, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot better. I was going to say, I saw, I was over at my buddy's house who lives across from Tom, and Tom pulled up in his red truck with no, mm-hmm. no brands. No is decals. he still... Is he still working there? Mm-hmm. Just they haven't redone his truck yet. Or yeah, is that just his they haven't truck done. Now? They've only redone. They only did redo. Fuck, that was hard. They've only redone one truck. Oh, whose um, truck? Adams Project Coordinators. Oh, did you know Adam? No, I, I don't. Adam was there. Greg was the only one there when you guys left. Yeah, good old Greg. Good old Gregory. What, a, what an interesting feller. I know. <laughs> um, so out of that bunch of guys from ARS. Um, would you say you're closest with Bennett? Well, yeah, I mean, you're roommates with a guy, and it kind of... Yeah, and but we, like, we're also, like, we were kind of always on the same, you know, like, we both hunted, and yeah. we were more on the redneck side of things than the rest <laughs> of you guys. That's fair. Even though you're, you know, lived in Wyoming for so long, you'd think it would have been uh, the yeah. other way around, I'm a city boy, it's it's city, no. Nick, and, Nick and I are from, from well, Wyoming, too. but... Oh, yeah. Ethan's got no excuse. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know what his excuse is. At least Nick and I can claim that we were born and raised in California. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Those, the, the, lib- the liberal central. But yeah, which is amazing. You turned out how you did. I know, I turned out. <laughs> Same. You have a brain. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm you used your brain. I'm 90% sure I have some liberal friends that listen to this that might not think that's as funny as oh. I. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I um, can choose to be offended. Because Bennett, you didn't know Bennett before. No, not at all. And so you guys, you guys clicked pretty much right away. Yeah. How long before uh, when you guys started working together, and then you guys moved in together? Well, I was, I don't know, it was in like January. You were living at home, weren't you? With I was living at home because that was when I started ARS. The second go round was it the second go round? I don't remember which time when I started ARS. One of them was right after my dad. That might have been the first time, actually. I think the first time, no, 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 no. No, no you no. came back because your dad had health problems, didn't he? Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, so that that, that's how it was. So That's right. The first time, I was sick of spraying weeds. Yep. So I went and worked for ARS. Which I don't know how you heard about ARS. I think, was it an Indeed thing? No, no, because my brother knew John. That's right, because your brother, the insurance, that's yeah, right, that's yeah. right. So he was like, he gave me John's number and... That's right. And like, yeah. So that's how I got it the first time. And then 
You went back to spray. Yeah, and then I went back to spray because they were like, oh, hey. like We'll give you a dumb amount of money. (laughs) Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, that's a whole different animal. But that was terrible. They were like, you know. I kind of had the wool. They pulled the wool over my eyes. So I was like, <laughs> just take it. I was boy. like, oh yeah, I'll be in charge and I'll get a good raise. And then I got micromanaged the whole time, and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, ah oh, man, uh, I should stop doing this. And then I went back to ARS. And then everybody was complaining about pay there, and I was like, I just want everybody to know, I took like a six dollar pay cut. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like I was making like twenty bucks an hour, and now I'm making like 14, was was I know? mitt manager then when you came back a second time, or was mm. he who should not be named still there? No, I think you were mitt manager by okay. the time I came back. I think so. that's what I thought too. Yeah, because I remember working with him. I only worked with him like once or twice, mm-hmm. and that first time it was like super short. Like I don't remember how short it was, but I was like, I know it was long. I know it was long enough because you and I cleaned out the fucking crawl space. Your yeah. last, your yeah. last job ever. That was my last job. Was you I and was me like, oh, and three layers terrible. of PPE, and yeah. elbow deep in human shit job, yeah. Yeah. and he chewed me out. Yeah. Because I was moving to. I don't remember if you remember that where I, like he had pissed me off, and we were cleaning the back of the dump truck, and uh-huh. I sent you to go in and grab a gun, and then you came out and said. Josh says, you need to hurry. And I said, okay, cool. And then I went, like, from doing this to, like... <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> and then, you, really went, and then you went back to grab something, and then then he came out and all pissed off. And, and I was like, dude, eat a dick. Yeah. We, yeah. we, like, fought that day. And then, you know, basically he's like, this is your last straw. If you don't do a good job, you're fired. And I said, dude, fuck you. Like, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead and fire me. Like, you're screwed if you... If you mm-hmm. So, but... uh um, what, uh, I've always wondered this with a lot of these guys, cause you and I were friends before I was your manager. Mm-hmm. Nick is my brother. Ethan and I were friends before I was the manager. Mm-hmm. Bennett, I was the manager with Bennett, but like we became friends. Same with Damon. We were friends before we were manager and it was always kind of a weird shift. Yeah. Because especially Nick was probably the, or no, Ethan was probably the weirdest. Ethan and Damien. Because yeah. I was Nick's older brother, so I, Nick was always kind of used to me being a shithead and bossing him around and doing mm-hmm. stuff like that as an older brother. But whereas Ethan and Damien, we were really close friends before, so going from close friends to manager's position, mm-hmm. um, I always felt that it was pretty weird. And I never really knew how I was going to handle that, just because like I... It was one of those things where, like, great. Like, now I'm the mitt manager, and now I don't have any friends at work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like uh, I did to the point where, like, I mean, we're still friends now. Yeah. Like, we're still playing cards and stuff. You know, we still go golfing. Well, we try to go golfing when we can. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering what your kind of perspective on that of you and I being friends first and then we becoming your manager. And, like, did you ever see that as being something where you where you had to be like, okay, like, I had to think of Ben Ben as a manager first. No. Always Ben's a homie and he'll... Well, I was like, I mean, I think because you trained me, I was already kind of like, Ben's in charge of me, so like it didn't really... That's fair. Well, and like also your personality, I was like, I can be honest with Ben and he's not going to be like, you know, you're whining or something. Right. Like, I don't know. I feel like we had that like knowledge of each other that it was like, if I said something like, yeah, this is stupid or like this isn't working, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't, I don't know. 
I've so I, it's like for me, I didn't feel like it really made too much of a difference. A difference really for me. That's fair. That was one of those one of the things that even to this like with the crew I got now, um, I try to like be very open minded. There's there's one guy there that <laughs> he's like, this is stupid. I go, you just like to complain. Like that's all you like. You just like the wine. So like, I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. And then just does the job how I tell him to do the job. <laughs> and uh, so that kind of drives me nuts. But mm-hmm. I always tried to, like, have you guys be very, like, I say, hey, this job needs to go get done. And then I'm like, I don't care how you do it. Just so I can get it done. Yeah. Because, like, I knew you guys were all capable enough to yeah. handle it on your own anyways. Which I miss. Because I've got one, two. I've got maybe two or three guys that I can go do that. Yeah. And they'll just do it. And I won't get a phone call. Yeah. Um, whereas that one time I flooded the upstairs in the toilet. During the, do trying to pump the water out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to pump the tank out, which was stupid. Yeah. That was terrible. Um, but like stuff like that. But even then, like, you're like, this is a good idea. Like you tried the idea and then you said, oh, hey, by the way, I flooded this place. And I'm like. Yeah, well, and I didn't like, I don't know. I feel like we didn't really receive a lot of instruction on how that was supposed to be properly done. Because they made it sound like, oh, yeah, stick the hose in the toilet and it'll just flush itself. <laughs> yeah. Not true. No. <laughs> not true no. at all. No. Does not flush itself. No. Just continually fills up the toilet bowl until it overflows and then continues to go through the vents and down into the basement. Yeah. And then. When I saw Walter coming through the scene, I was like, that's not right. The water came from a windowsill. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap. That yeah. is, uh... But even then, like, those are small fuck-ups that, like, that happens. I still do some. Like, I yeah. dropped a piece of plaster. I was working by myself, and I pulled plaster. And I pulled out, and I got four by seven sheets. <laughs> and it's, it was heavy. So I'm, like, grabbing it on this person, like, trying to flex it up. And as I flexed it... I had like three inches in my hand. The rest of it broke, uh-huh. and just snapped off supply line, and water's just spraying across. Oh jeez! So I'm like, shit. So I'm like trying to figure something out. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. I'm like, so I called the home and I said, I need your water shop. He goes, oh, it's in the garage. I'm like, cool. And I got opening. I'm like, it's locked. He goes, yeah, we locked the garage. And I'm like, your house is flooding. And he goes, I can be there in 15 minutes. I'm like. What? So I start by like plugging the hole, <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like holding it in my hand. Like I can feel the water just shooting into my thumb. My case is hurting. So then I let go, let it run, and I put like ducting. I just ran ducting around it, taped it, and then I ran it through and ran it outside. So like I ran this little tube. Oh, nice! <laughs> just flowing water. That's I'm like, awesome. That's the most Jerry rigged thing I've ever seen oh, yeah. in my entire life. But like, that happened six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, I called you the time at my job now when I. Oh, yeah. We were, yeah, we were, like, we were doing, like, a remodel on this room because I had some experience and this other guy, like, built houses. And they wanted a vacuum line because they have, like, 3D printers. Like, that's what the room was for. And they were going to, like, they had a vacuum to, like, suck up all the stuff that they scrub off. I don't know. Anyway, they didn't want the vacuum in the room because it was loud and the room was like not ventilated like it it didn't have any windows or anything so it would get like super loud and the room was kind of small anyway so on the other side of the one room or of the room was a mezzanine so they were like oh we got this cool bluetooth controlled vacuum that like you can just have a clicker in the room that you can turn it on and off and the vacuum can be, like, in the other. So we got, like, two extra lengths of hose so that we had, like, a freaking, like, 20-foot-long hose. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But to get it in there, we had to like drill like a hole. The problem with that was is like it was where two parts of the building, like the shop oh, and then the right. office, like came together. And so it was like all weird. And I was like, I was like, man, I was like, I've cut in a lot of holes in the walls. I was like, we need to make sure that there's like no water lines or anything, you know. So we like, you know, cut a test hole and we like stuck a camera in there. Camera n- couldn't find anything. <laughs> we're like, we're like, all right, we're good to go. So we get the three inch hole dozer out or the two inch hole dozer and we go. And it, and you know how it's like, it catches once it gets, or like it, it goes forward right. after it gets through the, yeah. the sheetrock, you know? And I just felt it hit something and it goes, and I was like, oh crap. I was like, no, I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I do not know where the hose, like where the water shut off is. I was like, and it's like a 12 or a 10 foot wall. Like it's not like a small wall and it, there's just water. And luckily there's like no insulation. But there is just water just gushing. Like, it's coming out, like, the down <laughs> the, where the baseboards are at. And and it's freaking spraying, like, to the other side of the wall. And I'm like, holy crap. And I'm like, we need to shut off the water. I'm like, I'm like looking around. I'm like, I'm like, turn off the water. Turn off the water. You know? And they're like, and I'm like, I don't know where it is, you know? And so it's like, I come out, and I'm, like, trying to find something. I'm like, where's the water shut off? They're like, what happened? And I was like, I had a pipe. Like, we need to turn off the water right now. So finally, someone who actually knew where the water shut off shut it off. But then I was just like... I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I looked, and I'm, like, talking to the guy. I was like, dude, I was like, how did we do that? I was like, we stuck a camera in the hole. Like, how did we still hit a water line, you know? And I I don't know how we. I love that that's the first question. Like, I need to find the water shelf. And someone goes, why? Explain this to me. What's going like, on? Dude, there's water just gushing out of the wall, all right, dude? Like. Turn off the water. Just, I, I, I just don't want to know turn the water off the building for fun. That's yeah. what. That's what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it was hot water too, so it wasn't like we oh. had to like find the water heater like after the water heater, you know? <laughs> oh, it was terrible. That's funny. But yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where I haven't had a crew where I can like rely as much as rely yeah. on you guys. I have a couple guys that like Thane, who works with me now. Like he would have fit right in with us flawlessly. Yeah. Like, he's a goober, but he would have gotten along with everybody mm-hmm. super smoothly and, and whatnot. But um, that's one of the things I look back on all the time with you guys is, one, I miss having the reliability that I can just, like, send you to go by yourself and it would be okay. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you need – like, the only thing you'll call me is if you really need some help. Um, not like – you can just figure it out on your own. Yeah. But um, – Outside of like, I don't know if I would necessarily call my coworkers my friends. I would probably yeah. call Thane my friend, um, and I'm close with the other guys. But <clears throat> um, you guys, like, I didn't like, I didn't have coworkers. I had friends that I worked yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a, that was a huge difference. I think that's what kept a lot of us going <clears throat> when things got really bad. Was like, I like the guys I work with. I'm not gonna be able to find anybody anywhere else to work with these kinds of guys. Mm-hmm. So like. I can stick it out for oh so long before yeah. it's just enough. And I think it just got to the point where it was enough where friends can having good friends wasn't going to be a viable option just yeah. to stay at a job. Um, yeah. Which it is what it is. I mean, all you guys moved on to higher paying jobs and um, moving forward in life in a way that I don't think you guys could have with ARS. Yeah. <clears throat> so, again, so at the end of the day, it's sixes. We're all friends. Yeah. Um, and whatnot, but that was one of the things that 
um, I'm curious about is kind of what that was like for you to have. Because the place now, I, I don't know if you're close with any of the people that you work with now. I think but, I have a couple people. But what's the, what is the difference between like where you work now or even when you're spraying bugs with who oh, you yeah. worked with versus who you worked with at ARS? I don't know. I feel like I'm usually pretty good at like, like working well and, you know, like having friends. But like it wasn't like everybody, you know, like mm-hmm. at my – like spraying weeds was like – I get, honestly, spraying weeds was like fairly similar. There was a lot of – BS that we were dealing with because of micromanaging owner and like just like there were some things that like he would get mad at us that we couldn't control you know but at the same time like we like because there was only like five or six of us like we were also still like pretty tight because it was like you're out in the middle of Wyoming spraying weeds and you get done and you go to little America (laughs) and your options are like you know like find something to do like go hang out in the pool or, you know, like sit in your hotel room and watch, you know, whatever's Something. on TV, right. you know. So it was like, like we got, we were fairly close, you know. And, and I mean, like, you know, friggin' five-hour drive out to Vernal every, you know. Right. Twice a week you're making that drive with people. Like, you kind of get to know people. And That's fair. We were pretty close. But, like, at the job I have now, like, you know, there's like, I mean... In the shop, there's not that many guys, so it's like, like we all kind of razz each other and stuff. I wouldn't say, like all of them are like my good buddies, but. And then there's like a bunch of engineers, so it's like, yeah, it's totally different. But there's, you know, it is, it is interesting, like the difference because it's true. Like, and I mean, I feel like at ARS, even the people in the office, like they are pretty chill too. You know, right? Like, yeah, like Nick. Like, yeah, I think Nick hated me at the end. <laughs> I've seen him a couple times and he's like, he's like, man, he's like that last week was just hell for you. Wasn't it? He's like, he's like, it was hell for me. You made my life crappy. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I was like, come on. I was like, I was not that bad. Like there's like, definitely people that have been worse for yeah. sure. And I was like, I'm sure he's just giving me crap, you know, but I was like, and like, even John was, you know, like, at least for me, I know there were some people that had beef beef with john but it was like i never really like i was not as vocal about my like like i don't know it's like i never really let that stuff i was like i could kind of see i was like okay like he has to be a manager like right yeah it sucks that he's not paying us more but how much not necessarily is his right like you know and so i was like i could and and like Chanel was, you know, she'd always have candy, so we'd always go <laughs> just, over there. Yeah. <laughs> and she, Chanel's you know, she, yeah, and like, and even Tom, like upstairs, like Tom would be like, oh hey, how are you guys doing? You right. know, like, and so I was like, ARS was kind of cool, just because it was that small group, and <clears throat> yeah, but. yeah, I think a lot of the difference is like I chose to hang, out. like I didn't have to hang out with you guys. Yeah. Um, like I had to work with you and whatnot, and go out to jobs and a lot of shitty jobs. Um, but literally. like, literally, yeah, but I didn't have to, I didn't have to hang out with you. I didn't have to, I didn't have to ask Damien to be my roommate. I didn't have to invite you guys over to poker night yeah. or go golf. Like I don't have to do other things, but like those are things I'm just like, nah, like these are guys that I want to hang out with. So like I might as well, yeah. we might as well do something together, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which I always found, um, not necessarily interesting, but I always just saw it as more of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
I don't even know. But, like, it, it was just different than what I've had before. And even what I have now, like, it's just... Yeah. You know, I told Bennett, Bennett did the whole e-commerce thing. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And it wasn't... <laughs> I, and he, and I, and I met with, I met with whatever, that ever, whatever dude got him into it and everything like that. And I had a meeting with him because it was Bennett. And, uh, I told, uh, at the very end, we just were walking out. He had, the guy that was Bennett's friend had another meeting and I'm talking to Bennett. And I said, it's not for me. Like, I've done this whole world of sales and e-commerce. It's, it's sales for yourself, but I, and you kind of do your own thing, but it is what it is. Um, and he was like, no, I appreciate it. I said, but I took the meeting because you asked me to take the meeting. Like, I'll be honest. Like, I don't really have a ton of interest, but you went out of your way to, you know, you're doing it. You seem to be doing well at it. So I was at least thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I told him was like, but when it comes to you guys, like, if you continue to do this and I need protein or whatever it is that you sell, like I'll go to you before any, even if I'm paying, you know, yeah, double as much, like I'm going to go to you because I trust you mm-hmm. and like, I want to help you out you're my friend. And yeah. the same thing goes with, um, you know, with, you know, my brother, he's my brother. So, but <laughs> Ethan, if I want, if I want Ethan, if I want somebody to help me build the shed, I'll call Ethan. And if I, Ethan's like, ah, oh, you're gonna have to pay me X amount. And it's more money than anybody else. I'm okay with paying that Yeah. because of <clears throat> like, we help each other out and that's just who we are. And yeah. like, I'm willing to help you guys out. You know, when you called about that flood, I told Tom and I said, I'm going to take fans to Isaac for his work. And he goes, you're taking them or are they going to rent them? And I said, no, I'm just going to take them. It's Isaac. So we're just going to give it to him. And he goes, okay. I'm like, cool. And I don't uh, think, yeah, I don't think yeah, we ever we did. We didn't end up needing but, any. But like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not going to make these guys pay for something that. Yeah. Well, like, and it wouldn't have made three that, fans. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, like, it wouldn't have made ARS yeah. any money anyway. Um, and so like, just things like that were like, uh, uh, I'm just going to, we're, we're, to the point where we're friends, we're like, I just want to support you guys and what you guys do. Yeah. Um, and like, I'll be there to help where I, wherever I can, which I don't have a lot of people like that. You know, I have um, the guys I play games with that I'm always kicking you to the curb because of. <laughs> um, like, yeah. that's Draper, Tristan, and Brett. We don't live close to each other. So, yeah. like, we're pretty spread out. Well, Draper, that's why I'm finished the basement. Draper's moving in. Oh, so, really? it'll be, yeah, it'll be a little bit different. But, oh, nice. <laughs> um, like I don't see those guys a ton, but those are the same same kind of guys, type of friends like you guys. Where like they piss me off sometimes and they drive me up the wall sometimes, but like we've been friends and we've been through a lot of shit, and so um, like I'm always gonna be, we're always gonna be friends. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that I realized after you got married and Nick got married and Ethan got married and Damien started dating Holly. Like you guys all have your own lives. Yeah. And it wasn't us being single and shitheads all the time. Yeah. Like where we were every week we were golfing or every week we were playing yeah. cards, whatever it was. Like there's <clears throat> now with Bennett being engaged, like it's gonna be you guys have your own lives, you have your own stuff to do. And as much as I don't like I miss seeing you guys and hanging out, when I say, Hey, let's play cards and you're like, I don't know if I can I'm like, That's fine. Like yeah. I, I get that. Like I understand there's a bunch of different responsibilities and things like that. Um but like that's something that I'm, I'm never gonna stop asking you guys to play yeah. cards. Even when, you know, Ethan moves to Boise, like he's Is not. He he's to Boise. Yeah, that's why he's here. That's why he's living with me. Did you know he's uh, living with me? No, I didn't know. Oh yeah, he lives upstairs. I was gonna say I saw his car. I was like, I'm pretty sure I saw his wife driving that car. Yeah. I was like, I found that I was yeah. So they're guy. staying with me until August because they're moving to Boise for for autumn school. Um. But like even when he's in Boise, like I'm I'm not gonna take him out of the group chat. Yeah. I'm still going to invite him to cards and even make him feel bad for not being close so he can't come play cards. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, 
but yeah, I just, um, you guys have made a huge impact, um, in my life. You guys helped me through work. Like when days were shitty at work, like I knew yeah. I'm like, I don't really give a shit about this day. Cause like, I'm going to go back and the last 30 minutes of every day, we're going to clean, clean the shit we need to clean and bust each other's balls. And at the end of the day, I'm going to be laughing my ass off anyway. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, and, uh, when you guys were kind of kept in the dark with the last person I dated for a reason. Um, and, but like when that ended, like I relied whether or not you guys probably all knew, but like I relied on you guys to help me yeah. get out of it no, um, because that. you guys were here. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I just need someone to like play cards with and go to gol golfing with so I can just get my mind out of it and we can yeah. hang out and have fun. And so like, that meant a lot for me. And so to have that sort of friendship, not mm -hmm. only at work, but in my daily life, like it's been huge, yeah, uh, huge for me. And that's something that doing this podcast, I've realized that as I've just talked with people, like how important that's been over the last two years yeah. of having that group of people around me. Yeah. Um, which is another reason why I wanted to have you guys all on just to chat with you. Cause if my kids never get a chance to meet the redheaded, the redneck yeah. Nielsen, <laughs> then, they're missing out, but yeah, um, but at least they get a chance to understand like who you were and and yeah. what like our relationship and whatnot. Um, well, you're gonna live here forever, right, Ben? You have a house now. There's yeah, no reason that's, for that's, you to that's leave. That's the plan. That's the plan. That's true. And you're, you're and I'm not gonna leave either. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we'll be on opposite ends we'll of the valley. Yeah, that's but... true. That's true. Um, I want to talk about that a little bit about your. Paradise beef. Yeah, all you listeners go. hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> when we, when I put it out, I'll put I'll put like your the social media stuff on it so people can, can look at it. Um, how in the world did you come across being in like owning a or having a farm slash ranch or whatever it is? <sighs> well, I mean, we're like third generation now, so my grandpa, I don't. I don't really know the details of, like, how my grandpa got into it. Um, but my grandpa and my dad, like, my my dad grew up on the farm. You know, like, he'd tell he me stories. He grew up out in Paradise? Uh, they lived in Hiram, but oh. they had like, they the, the land. land. Yeah. Gotcha. And so it was, like, my dad. Well, and before I, so my grandpa died when I was, like, three. So I, don't, I didn't really know him very mm. much. But my brother's. They, like, they would go out to my grandparents' house for every Monday night for family night, and they'd have ice cream, and, you know, like, that was their thing. Right. You know, like, so they'd always go out there and um, and go camping at the farm and stuff like that, and, um, but, yeah, so at some point, I know, well, sorry, going back a little bit, my dad grew up on the farm, and, like cows and i think at one point they had sheep i don't know i don't know there was like at some point my dad wasn't really involved with the farm as much and mm -hmm. then it was my dad or my grandpa and my uncle and they like did some part and then at some point my grandpa like lost the farm or at least some portion of it and then that's when my dad like stepped in and he bought the 80 acres that we have now gotcha because um yeah so that was 
I think my uncle, I don't know if he had already owned the other section or if my uncle bought that part and my dad bought the part that we have now. <clears throat> Do you still have the other section? Your uncle's part? Uh, my uncle, my aunt has it. Okay. Yeah, that's the one, um, Connie. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, but she has 12 kids and that's like a whole... That's a whole that's shit a, show that's and a half. That's a whole thing by <laughs> one, itself. One so. real, one real, one kid that's got his head so far up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You don't deal They're with They're all that, so. older than me. I didn't really. I don't know a lot of them. I, yeah. But, um, so my dad bought back the farm that we have now. And then, like, ever since he, he always, he's pretty much always worked for himself. Like, I don't think my dad ever had, like, a, legit, like a or not job. Really legit, like, like, he, a... he's always done stuff for himself. Like, I think even before, he was, like, a, my dad, he didn't get married till he was, like, in his 30s. Both of my parents were in their 30s. And so, it was, like, my dad had a period where he was just kind of, like, a free spirit. Like, he. <laughs> That's me, baby. He did, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, then you have hope. I have some hope. Um, He did. He did, like, real estate for a while. Like, he had a condo in Hawaii. Like, he was like, yeah. Just for shits. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think it was part of the whole, you know, real estate stuff. But it right. was like, he's like, like, he told me one time, he's like, yeah. He's like, the only time I ever, like, thought that I was going to pass out is I was at the condo in Hawaii, and I wanted to go for a run in the morning. And it was at sea level, you know, and here in Logan, we're, like, you know, 5,500 right. feet. You know, and he's like... He's like, I thought I, I thought I should stop running when I started seeing stars just like kind of standing. And he's like, I don't even know how far I ran, but he's like, I ran for a really long time before I was like, you know, it's like my muscles didn't hurt, like my lungs weren't really on fire, you know, because like, right, you know, doing farm work and stuff, like he was in shape, right, you know, and that was another funny thing too. My dad would always say, he'd be like, because, like, you know, he grew up hunting and fishing and stuff, and it was like. My grandpa told him one time, because fishing season used to have, like, an opening, like, day or whatever. Right. And so he and his buddy wanted to go fishing, and my grandpa said, you know, you don't get to go fishing till all the hay is hauled. So he and his buddy hauled 2,000 bales of hay in, like, a day. They pretty much worked sun up to sundown, like, 2,000 bales in two days, <laughs> and went fishing the day after that. Jeez. And then my grandpa's like, let's go backpacking. And my dad's like, I can't do that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what the heck, man? Like, you friggin', you were literally just like throwing 80 pound bales around for two days straight, you know, just so you could go fishing. But like, you can't like put a backpack on and hike a few miles, you know? So it's like, it was kind of funny because he'd always like, you know, always be like, yeah, like, I, like, he didn't want to, he didn't think he could do that. But, um, and he's not part of the. He's not part really a part of the farm much anymore. He's pretty uh, hands off, right? Well, so that's that's another thing. Like, where my dad has had, he's had a lot of health issues and stuff. Like, um. Well, and this is kind of this will give more insight to like the whole paradise beef thing, because it was like, when I was on my mission, I didn't really, like, at least that I had known. Like, my brother had, like. Nobody in my family really had any interest in being a part of the farm. Right. So I was like, when I got back from my mission, I was like, man, I was like, I really need to, like, if I'm going to, like, take this over, I was like, I'm not going to, I can't be like my dad and just work at the farm. Right. Like, 
things are different now. Like, that does not make enough money to, right. like, that I can survive and raise a family and buy, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, I was like, how can I make this not necessarily profitable, but, like, make it so that it's not just, like, you know, I work a nine-to-five, and then I dump all my money from a nine-to-five into the farm, you yeah. know, just to keep it afloat. And so I was like, you know, I was like, we freaking sell these calves at an auction, and, you know, on a good year, we might get, you know, two grand, but on a bad year, we get, like, you know, 1100 bucks. Right. You know, and so it's like, that's a, that's a big variance, you know, on what you're getting for calves and stuff, and so I was like... I bought a couple steers for my dad, like, instead of, and I just kept them in the corral, and I fed them, and, like, fed them some grain, like, tried to fatten them up. It was really not a science. It was not that good. <laughs> they ended up being way lighter than they should have, so, like, half the people that I got meat to, it was, like, not as much as they were planning on, not as much as I had told them, which is not good, but it was, like, you know, it was, like, that first time, but I was, like, man, I was, like, you know, I paid, like, a thousand bucks or 1100 bucks, I don't know. But I paid my dad for the calves, and then I was like, I made like $1,100 or a piece off of them at the end. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I was like, okay, like I could do that, you know? It's like, so then, um, and and through that, like part of, a lot of the ideas that I had were for my brother and sister-in-law. Like I'm not saying that was all my idea. Sean, his wife. Yeah, and so... Well, honestly, really, mostly just his wife, because Sean was, you know, working and... So were you like, the first to, like, sell? You were the first to raise and sell? Well, yeah, pretty much. Like, that was... I was... They were your. They they were yours. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily may not have been all your idea, but they were yours that yeah. you bought and sold yeah, for exactly. that group. Okay. Yeah, and then I, you know, got the butcher and all that stuff. Right. And, and that first one, we honestly kind of learned quite a bit. It was like, you know, this is a pain, this is a pain... And I think it was at that point where, and and maybe my brother had interest before that. I don't I don't really know, but I think it was like, kind of when he and his wife like kind of saw me doing that. He was like, oh, like, the farm actually like if it was kind of managed differently, could actually make it so that it, you know it could be pretty profitable. Could be it could be profitable, you know, and you know, now he's at the point where it's like it's pretty much a write off for him. So it's just decreasing his taxable income, which I'm sure is great for him. Yeehaw. Even, <laughs> you know, even though he probably he probably doesn't like as much money as he spends out there, you know, like, which I can relate. But I'm like, and, and well, and that was a hard thing too, is like kind of, so basically like they talked to my dad and were like, hey, look, like I know that you guys can't really, like you're not making any money. You can't really run it. You know, your health isn't like I was doing a lot of the work. Well, and, and that was during the time when my dad got his liver transplant. So right. I was like, I'm sure you remember, like, there was a time when I was working at ARS. I was like, I was waking up at 5 in the morning. I to, was going to the farm, moving sprinkler pipes, driving back, work, going, going to back. ARS for, yeah. you know, 8 or 9 hours for work. And then going back, going back to out to the farm, <laughs> moving hay. Like, like, I remember there was, like, my social life that summer was, like, non-existent. <laughs> non-existent. Because my friends would be like, oh, hey, guys, let's hang out. And I'm like, I can in, like, uh, three hours. Yeah. And then that three hours was, like, we didn't golf. We didn't golf much that summer. Yeah, well, and then that was, like, you know, that they text at, like, 7. So it's, like, it's, like, 1030 when I'm getting home. And I'm like, right. okay, let's hang out. And they're like, 
oh, we just want to go to bed. I'm like, come on, guys. I'm like, <laughs> we're freaking like in our 20s, man. Like, let's go. We need a freaking... I was like, party on, man. Yeah, I got to wake up at 5 in the morning again. I don't again, give but, a shit. But yeah, I was like... I mean, there was times where I was like... Yeah, it was pretty quick turnaround, you know? Like, I'd, I'd get like four or five hours of sleep maybe and... Back at it you again. Know, back at it again. And, and it obviously... I wasn't like always that late, but it was like... I mean, I didn't go on dates. Like, I had... There was none of that right. sort of thing. So it was like, it wasn't necessarily like a dark time for me, but I was like, you know, I was like, I was kind of solo because I was like, I was living in my parents' house, you know? Right. Like, I don't think I cooked, like, except for maybe like, you know, I'd get home at like 1030 and I'd be like, man, I'm really hungry, but. I don't want to, like, actually cook anything. So I'd have, like, a box of mac and cheese or, like, ramen, <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. So I was, like, right. something that I could throw together really fast that would, like, you know, kind of fill my stomach up and make a turd, and then I'd be, <laughs> going, to sleep. <laughs> and I'd be going to sleep. So it was, like, I don't know. So um, anyway, so it was, like, well, that was going on, you know, my um, my brother was, like, well, you know, if and where my dad worked for himself like pretty much no retirement you know like Mm -hmm. he didn't have a 401k or anything like that and my mom she before my parents got married she worked as a school teacher for a few years but again not really like long enough to like build up a retirement or anything like that and then my mom had started going back to work when i was like a junior in high school so she'd been working for like five years four years at that point but it was only like she was only part time. Like she still is only part time. So like mm-hmm. they had health insurance, but like it was just kind of like basic stuff, you know. And and so they, um, like not having that. My brother was like, well, hey, like you know, he's kind of noticing we might be able to make some money at the farm, and like in order to make it kind of worth it for my parents, he's like, look. Like, we'll just kind of set it up. Like, I'll just basically, you know, pay your guys so that you don't really have to worry about, you know, money mm-hmm. and things like that. And I don't I don't know all the details of that. Right. Which, so, basically, my brother's buying the farm. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, how do you feel? Because you do a lot of the work. And I'm like, well. And my dad came to me and he's like, look, he's like, this is what Sean wants to do. Like, if you... Like, if you're not okay with that, then, like, we we need to figure out something so that... Because I think my dad saw what was happening with my aunt's property and all the siblings butting heads and stuff like and that. I didn't want that. He didn't want it. Right. He didn't want the farm to become, you know, like a division, I think. Right. And honestly, like, I, I saw the value of, like, the fact that my parents weren't going to have to worry about money and the farm wasn't going to get sold, you know? Right. And I would, like... And, like, I have cows, you know, and I go out there and work. And so it's like, but now it's like, you know, we go out there and we go brand cows or we go fix fence. And it's like, I don't have any kids yet, but, like, all the nieces and nephews come out. And, yeah. And there's a lot of swearing and yelling and, <laughs> and you know, my opinion is right and your opinion is wrong. and Right. You know, like you do. But, right. But, again, it's like, you know, it's there. And, and I think that in the end it, like, you know. Hopefully it can be kind of a thing. And and part of the deal, too, is that, like, I'd be able to, like, buy a lot. Right, and so, build on it. Yeah, and build on it. So that's also, you know, nice. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, 
don't you feel like you should just get it? And I'm like, man, it's like, if you knew my dad, then you would not even ask that question. Because yeah. it was like, like my dad, like, outright bought the farm. Like, mm. when he did it, like, no debt on the farm. So it was like, there's no way he could lose the farm. Like, they might lose the house, but we're not going to lose the farm. farm you right. Know? And so it was like, I don't know, and all of us growing up, you know, like, I didn't really think that I was that, you know, weird or different, but it's like now, like nowadays I look at kids and, and, and even people in my own generation, I'm like, holy cow, I'm like, what, you know, what happened to your Cheerios when you're, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, you know, it was like, somebody tells me to do something, you know, they're my boss, I'm like, yeah, sure, okay, whatever, I'm like, yeah, maybe I don't want to do it, but... You know, and because that, and that's how it was on the farm. It's like, well, it's like, it's got to get done. Right. You know, and that was like, that was one of the big things learned from the farm was like, hey, like what, you know, we got to do what we got to do, you know. It's like, right. And my dad, you know, he was like, he was big. We don't do anything on Sunday unless we have to. Yeah. You know, and so it was like, and, you know, we go, went to church every Sunday. I was like, I think that in like all of my time, like, in all of my growing up years, I think the only time I was late or skipped church was because there was a cow that was having a calf and couldn't have it by herself. And, like, my dad and I were literally, like, arm deep in this cow trying to pull the calf mm, out. So, you know, you. and it was, like, you know, stuff like that. It was, like, you know, sprinkler pipes, you got to move those on Sunday because that's when the water, you know, right. you got you to move it. But it was, like, there was no, like, extra stuff. It was, like, you know, you do what you got to do, but then... But then other times it was like, you know, my friends want to hang out and I'd be like, oh, sorry, I can't, you know. Right. I got to go to the farm, you know. And I mean, yeah. it still is that way. Even. Right. But, yeah, that's that's one of the things is, again, I didn't grow up in that culture of, I always think that uh, ranchers, like farm boys and ranch boys, they've got a whole different level of work ethic. And I never grew up around it, but, like, I admire that more so than... And, you know, I, I get to a point where I'm, I'm at the point now where, like, I struggle getting the motivation of, like, when people are like, hey, let's hang out. I bet, cool, I'll just, like, postpone something yeah. to do that. And, like, I fight. Like, I am I have came to this realization a couple of weeks ago of, like, I got to stop. Like, this basement should have been done two weeks ago. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm tired from work or I'm doing something else or I'm like ah Ethan I don't really want to bother Ethan with it whatever it is mm -hmm. like I should have finished this two weeks ago but now like I'm in a crunch you now like I have a I have to have this the electrical and sheet rock up by the 4th of July yeah so that I can have places for people to stay mm -hmm. and I'm like well shit if I would have just done it how I should have I'd be done I at least have electrical in and I can sheet rock next week but now I have to frame everything next week and then I'm gone so like it's just a yeah. whole um but that's something that you know uh I've always kind of real like seeing you do that. That's something I always kind of admired. Is just like the dude just is a workhorse and doesn't stop. But again, I think that comes with the way you were raised in yeah. that, in that, which I think there's a lot of. I agree with you that there's a lot of lack of that kind of work ethic. Yeah. Well, with people they, our age. Yeah. And well, younger. Yeah. Well, and it's like it's honestly almost even worse now, you know, because it's like it was one thing when I was working at ARS. I was single, didn't have a girlfriend, you know, at right. least at least for most of the time right you know it's like now i'm like i'm married like i already got a job it's like my brother you know he works a lot right and it's like my dad he's at the point where like he can do stuff but it's like 
like somebody has to go out there and do like the everyday thing. Yeah. So it's like for me now, I'm like, okay, you know, but, but at the same time, like it, it's good. And, and I like it. Like, you know, I don't really like, like the work, but I think one thing is like, I like to be able to say like, oh, Hey, like I went and I did this, you know, it's yeah. like, like, that's the thing that was satisfying to me about farm work and, and stuff like that is it was like, you know, like when you're pushing paper or something like that, you know, like you have a desk job, it's like, it's hard to like quantify or like see like physically, but it's like at the farm, you know, it's like, oh, hey, like I, you know, I built that section of fence or I fixed that fence right. or, or, you know, I put the cows in there and separate them out, you know, it's like, yeah. it's things that you can see and, and are tangible and that's kind of like, that's really the re- rewarding part as frustrating as it can be and it makes me want to, you know, shoot a cow in the head every once in a while. But, <laughs> but you know, like I don't know, it's it's good. But so paradise beef, it wasn't your your ranch, your farm, whatever it was. It wasn't called paradise, no. whatever. Paradise beef is a new thing that you and your brother, yeah, and you and your brother and his wife, like that. You guys kind of came together and said, yeah. "This is what we're gonna do," and you guys, yeah. So paradise beef is a new thing. Yeah. So sorry, that's that's where I got sidetracked, but. Paradise Beef was, you know, like, I don't know if it was the year after that I did that or if it was two years after that they were like, okay, like, like my brother, that was before they really figured out all the details, but he's like, okay, buying all the calves for my dad. So I went from like, we sold two calves, like I sold two cows to like, you know, now we have 18, Oh, you know, so it's like pretty big jump oh yeah like way big jump but um and like i don't know there's a lot of like things about it like technically we're not selling meat you know it's like ownership in a cow Mm, so it's like you buy a quarter cow you buy a half cow because technically to like i don't know maybe i shouldn't be putting this on the internet but like technically you know, you're supposed to, like, if you want to buy meat, like, if you want to buy cuts of meat, like, it has to be, like, USDA inspected. But if you own the cow... And you, you sell know, the cow. Yeah. Gotcha. Then it's, like, then it's, like, you know, well, I mean, you know the process, because mm-hmm. it's, like, you know, you bought a quarter cow. Right. So then when that cow was butchered, you get a quarter of the meat. So the butcher calls you and says, hey, like, you have this quarter like, cow. Like, yeah, and I buy, I don't necessarily buy the... You don't necessarily buy the meat. Like, I'm not going to a store and buying yeah, a steak. Exactly. I'm buying Carl the cow yeah. with t- three other people. Exactly. And then that's our cow. Exactly. And then okay. it gets split up accordingly. I don't think that's shady, but if well, you should check. And if I need to take it out, I'll take it out. No, I, I think it's fine. Like, <laughs> but, that makes, but that makes – I don't it's think like, the government's going to be coming to check. That's, that's really awkward. Um, that's kind of like, like in this finishing a basement. I don't – if I hire – a framer and I hire a plumber and I hire an electrician and I hire I have to get like building license permits and I have to have inspections done because like I'm hiring out subs I'm mm-hmm. acting as a general hiring subs to do the work yeah um and but if I so I, then I would have to need I need to get like not necessarily a building permit but I need to have an inspector come in and make sure everything's good blah 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 but if I build it myself I do it myself I don't need to have any inspections done because it's me doing it myself. Because mm-hmm. it's my my property. I can do whatever I want to my property as long as. But when it resells, I have to have it inspected, yeah. especially to make sure it's 
to code, but I don't have to have it checked off like yeah. I would when I first built the house. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that makes sense of that, like you're not selling a steak or 10 pounds of ground beef, you're selling a yeah. cow. Then I have, now I'm like choosing to like, okay, I want my part of the cow yeah. butchered to well, have whatever I want kind of thing. Yeah, and that's the thing too, is like a lot of people don't realize like, you know, I'm sure, maybe you didn't think this, but a lot of people, because the other thing we do different too is we don't charge it by the pound because a lot of the way that people do, they say it, they sell it off of the hanging weight, which is like after the cow's killed, gutted, skinned, that's the hanging weight. Right. And that's what they base what you pay off of. Mm-hmm. What a lot of people don't understand is after, at that point, um, you know, there's bones in there and there's stuff. So it's like, you know, when you're paying for, a, you know, say, say like all, all like that, it weighs, you know, a thousand pounds just for the sake of simple math. 60% of that is bones fat, like stuff you're not going to eat. Right. So people look at the price and they say, oh, I'm buying this cow for $3 a pound. That is a hell of a deal. But you're not getting the meat. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. So people people look at that and they say, old Joe Blow, the farmer over here, is selling me his old dairy cow. Well, then that's the other thing too is like, you know, people, and don't get me wrong, we post on Facebook and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but you know, just random people post on Facebook, you really don't know, like, what kind of cow you're getting. Like, right. it could just be a dairy cow, and, like, yeah, you're getting steaks, but it's the not. quality of those steaks could be absolute garbage, right. you know. And so that's a struggle that people, you know, they see, oh, well, I'm it's getting... cheap. I'm getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, in reality, it's not that, like, it's not really any different than the way we do it. But what we've kind of done is we've, we... Well, and then when you do it that way, too, you have to pay the butcher, and then you have to pay the person, too. So it's like, so then you're doing two different payments, <laughs> and, it's and it's like, janky. okay, this is the this is how much I have to pay the butcher, because the butcher charges, you know, 50 cents per pound for cut and wrap. Mm-hmm. And then the other, you know, the, the farmer is taking, you know, 250, you know, per pound for what it weighed or whatever. But what we did is that's confusing for a lot of people and when i did it the first time i kind of learned that i was like wow that was a pain in the butt you know because people were expecting oh well it weighed this much so i'm gonna get this much meat and that didn't end up happening and like if i'm being honest with you i ended up sending some people back money a little bit like i didn't refund it completely but i was right, like, but like i had told these people they were gonna get this much meat they didn't so like right i kind of did it back and so we found that now the way we do it is we say on average, a whole cow, you're going to get, you know, 400 pounds of meat, mm-hmm. you know, and a half a cow, you're going to get at least 200 pounds of meat and right. a quarter cow, you're going to get at least at least 100 pounds of meat. And then also, instead of saying, you know, this is your price per pound, we just say you're going to get at least that much and we just do a flat price. Gotcha. And so, you know. And then we pay the butcher fees. So basically, all I just, you do, I pay you, you pay us, and then we take, Everything. you know, we pay the butcher. And and it makes it a lot simpler. But at the same time, you know, we're posting our prices out there, and people see that, you know, like, oh, gosh, like, these guys are selling a whole cow for $2,800. Yeah. People are like, $2,800? That's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of money. And so then they do the price, and they're like, oh, well, four. You know, 400 pounds of meat at 20, that's $7 a pound. That's really expensive because they see these farmers selling it for three bucks a pound. Right. And it's like, okay, 
you got to look at it, and hopefully some of the people on your podcast will learn a few things and they'll <laughs> want to call me. Yeah, that's the goal. Uh, ben will leave my, my phone number yes, in the comments. I will do it. Anyway, it's like, so yes, like if you, if you like look at the price of ground beef, you don't want to pay $7 a pound for ground beef, right? Right. Like that's kind of expensive. Yeah. But you also got to think if you buy a whole cow, you're getting brisket for $7 a pound. You're getting prime rib. For seven, for seven dollars a pound, mm-hmm. you're getting ribeyes for seven dollars a pound. You're getting t bones for seven dollars a pound. So right. it's like, it's like you got to do the whole law of averages there, homie. Because ground beef, like, yeah, that's a lot, but like, right, you're also getting all these other things. Like, because if you buy a whole cow, you can literally get whatever you want. Like, you can get ribs, you can get brisket, you can get, you know, all these chuck roasts. Roast. Yeah, and it's like, and so it's like, and it's completely customizable. Like, if you want six ground beef patties in your patty you know thing right or if you want two pounds of hamburger in your because you've got a big family you know and you use two pounds of hamburger every time you use hamburger right then yeah like you can do that and so like that's the thing about it is it's like you know people look at that they base it all off of hamburger which makes no sense you know but one time my sister-in-law she went to walmart and she's like okay like i'm gonna add up like this is about how many steaks we get this is about how many roasts you know it's like if you went to walmart and bought the same amount of meat like all the cuts, all the ground beef, it was like five thousand dollars. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you look at it like that, and you're like, oh, okay, that's okay, cheap. yeah, that's like twenty eight hundred dollars. Sign me up, yeah. coach. You and know? you need a deep freezer, and you can, add, you yeah. can exactly. keep it over the over and so it's long. like, and that's the thing though, is like people, like people have the hardest time like justifying that. that. Yeah, because right. it's like, and and I don't blame them. Like I don't want to fork over twenty eight hundred dollars for a lot of things, but. But, and that's the other thing too, is like, we, we've like tried to make it so that like getting good quality beef, like our butcher is really cool. He's really good at what he does. And he's like, Hey, look, like, like, this is what you need to do. Like, Hey, these, you know, and he'll send us pictures every once in a while and be like, Oh man, these are looking really good, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff. And so it's been really cool to like, cause the butcher, like he's like just a small shop. And so he's been able to like you know, work more with us and right. like try and help us out. Like, Hey, like, you know, this would help you guys, you know, make your, like trying to help us have a better, you know, Bel Air brand and make it better and stuff. But yeah, it definitely is pretty, pretty interesting. And I always, I mean, I could go on for days. Yeah. As you could tell, I got a little heated about like, <laughs> you know, I get it. It's like, I mean, I mean, I don't want, I don't mean to be rude, but like, stupid stupidity just annoys me and so <laughs> Makes like, when people are like oh yeah this is really expensive i'm like dude like quality 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 man right like, like you're not just paying like you're not getting ground beef from the store like yeah like because there was a time where ground beef at the store was like six dollars a pound mm-hmm. and you know that's walmart beef you don't know what that stuff is and it's like well and i remember you guys doing uh i think your sister-in-law did like the whole a video on Oh, well, yeah. I used so Damien and I cooked something up when I first got it. We had a bunch of meat. I gave some, you know, my parents. Yeah. And yeah. my, I think it was my parents. We divvied it up, kind of whatever it was. Damien and I cooked up some of the ground beef, and Damien's like, "There's something wrong with the ground beef." I'm like, "Why?" He goes, "There's no like juice," and I'm like, "What?" He goes, "There's no juice in it." I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Look," and like it was, it wasn't dry, but like. Store bought stuff like it's very oh yeah oily and, and yeah. I'm just like I don't think there's nothing like it's I got it like two days ago like it'd be fine and he ate he goes dude this is the best ground beef I've ever had so I'm like yeah okay 
And then you're like three weeks later, your sister-in-law did that where she like your ground beef versus the stores, and like there oh, yeah. was just so much oil and fats, and like oh, yeah. and there's not supposed to be that much grease in it. And I'm like, oh my god, yeah. Like it was, and again, like unfortunately, my I lost like ten to fifteen pounds of ground beef. Dude, I tried. But <laughs> I, dude, I don't eat ground beef. Like I don't, I like, I don't really use it a ton. I went through, I got a lot of ground beef. Yeah, and I'm just like it's because. At the time, Damon was living with me, so Damon used it a lot. My parents used it a lot. Uh-huh. I'd ate more ground beef in the last year than I had in my entire life, just making different kinds of tacos and different, yeah. like, using it for patties once. Like, I'm just like, jeez. Like, it's yeah. good. Qual- like, it's not greasy or fatty or gross. Yeah. Like, it's it's really good. Oh, well, and it tastes good, too. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. Like, you have stuff from the store, and you're like, ew. Yeah. Like, this is gross. Like, and... And, like, growing up with that, like, it's funny. Like, I did not, like, I was not really, like, a, I didn't Stop consider myself stop. A, a beef snob. <laughs> but, like, I went on my mission and, you know, people were having, like, you know, like, and you can just tell. Like, it's yeah. funny. Like, yeah. Like, you know. Well, and I know my parents, my parents loved it. They did, they I got a couple roast steaks and, like, they was like, this is really good stuff. But my parents were also one of the things, like, I asked, you asked me. Right when I was moving, so like I didn't have money to do to buy a cap. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna have to, but like I asked my parents, they say, "Hey, they're doing another go around of cows." They're like, "We would love it." I'm like, "But it's just expensive." And I said, "Okay, no worries." And I just let you know. But like, I didn't even think about it in that way. Like, I just I see it as price point, and I yeah. see it as I saw it how you explained how people see it before. But when yeah. you like break it down with, you know that hanging weight versus whatever it was. I'm like, oh, that yeah. makes a lot more sense. And yeah. bringing it down, like, okay, at seven pounds, $7 a pound for ground beef, but it's also seven, $7 a pound for, uh, you know, ribeye. I'm just like, that's a pretty cheap ribeye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. You get a 16-ounce ribeye for $7. Like, yeah. If I'm you like, saw okay. that at Walmart, you wouldn't really care what quality no, it was. You'd just be grabbing grab that up, right. man. And, like, roasts were, uh, you know, we did a lot of roasts. I had a yeah. bunch of chuck roasts and rump, like that's seven dollars a pound i'm just like yeah, yeah. it's a pretty yeah. it's a pretty good deal well well and it's funny too because you know like again like back to the whole store thing like people don't buy like a lot of beef at the same time you know right they go and buy 10 pounds of ground beef you know so it's like oh okay like 50 bucks like whatever like i don't i don't know the prices right now right obviously but it's like you know so it's like people don't think like they don't ever add that stuff up and say Wow, like this year I spent four thousand dollars on meat from the store. Yeah. You know, because I bought ground beef here and then oh we wanted some hamburgers, so I bought hamburgers here and you know, I bought some steaks here, you know, and it's like people don't think about it like that. Yeah. And well and now like we even we don't raise the pigs, but our butcher has connections, so it's like, you want a pig, we can get you a pig. So it's like you want fresh bacon? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. You'll never want to have normal bacon again. <laughs> I was like store bought bacon. Oh yeah, no, not not no. store bought bacon, man. Like, like we had some of that, and I was like, holy cow! I was like, this is the best BLT I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, so what are what are some of the things that you take away from from before having Paradise Beef, just like life lessons and whatnot, like before being involved in the ranch and the farm? Like, what are some of the things that you've learned from then to now i'm like that made beneficial for whoever's listening to like Mm. to to 
think about. Not necessarily they have to go out and work on a ranch or anything like that, but like something that you've learned that you're like, you know what, like people are going to benefit from from these things. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, like with this Paradise Beef stuff specifically, like kind of like you said, like there's not a lot of people out there, you know. I mean, this is kind of a stupid example, but it's like I saw a meme one time that was like, you know, not about beef farmers, but like talking about hunters. It's like, why can't you just buy your meat at the store where no animals were harmed? You know, it's like there's a lot of <laughs> ignorant people out there, you know, and maybe they're not that ignorant that right. they think that, you know, nothing, like, nothing bad they, happens. It's to like, the cow. oh, yeah, we just cut the leg off so we could get some meat. It'll grow back. You know? Right. Like, I, I don't know how that worked out in their brain. Right. But like, you know, there's a lot of people that, just like you said, like they don't understand that, like, Yes, like you're forking over a lot of money up front, but, you know, you're buying quality stuff. Like, we raise it here in the Valley, you know? Like, it it wasn't, you know, people are always concerned about, like, oh, like, what was the quality of life for this animal? It's like, I can tell you they're pretty ornery, but, you know, they're (laughs) all... You say a lot of swear words to them. (laughs) They're all fat and happy out in the green pasture, you know? Right. You know? And so it's like, not that that matters to a lot of people. I don't know. But it's like... Still that kind of peace of mind of, like... Knowing where your meat came from. Knowing where it came from, you know? And it's, like, versus, you know, you go to McDonald's. Like, I guarantee you those are, like, about the cheapest. If they're selling you a burger for $1.50 and that comes with a bun and pickles (laughs) and mustard and tomato, you know? It comes with all that stuff on it. I guarantee you they're paying, like, a dollar a pound or less for the meat because that's about the only thing that's worth anything on there, you know? it's It's, like, they probably found some, like, you know... They called up some dairy, and they're like, you got a bunch of cows for us? And they're like, yep. And they didn't send them to fatten them or anything, you know? They just it's sent like, them to yeah, exactly. slaughter, like, essentially. It's like, yeah, all we need is hamburger. It's McDonald's, you know? Right. It's like, they don't care the quality, you know? As like, long as it gets made. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's like, you have a homemade bird. Like, you have a hamburger from the hamburger you got. Like, the difference between that and a McDonald's burger. Like, even a good McDonald's burger. Yeah. If that is a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge difference. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, even like... Even, like, you know, you go to, like, even a better burger place. Like, you go to Five Guys, like, that's obviously a better burger than, you know, McDonald's. McDonald's. But but still, man, like, you get, like, a nice, fat, juicy, like, <laughs> half-pound patty, cord third-pound patty. You just can't beat that, man. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's you know? fair. So, I don't know. And, and, like, I think that's, the for me at least, from what we used to do to now, like, like, it's definitely been a learning curve, and it's been, like, hard, because, like, all the calves are born at the same time, so it's not like, you know, it's not, we go from having no calves to sell to, like, a bunch of them. we have to sell 18 of these things, and so, like, that gets, that gets hard, you know, because it's right. like, you know, who's selling, and, you know, how's it all getting done, and, but, but also, like, I, I think it is, like, I think it's, it's kind of fun. I don't know, fun, but like, I like people to, you know, it makes me feel better that it's like, okay, maybe there's a few more educated people. Cause like, I don't think there's been a single person that I've talked to that like had it and then they were like, I'm never going to do this again. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, and like maybe financially, not everybody can do it like every year or twice a year. Or Which makes sense. And, and that's understandable. But at the same time, it's like, I think that like at the end of the day, like, it makes me feel better if people can say, oh, man, like, that is better. Like, that was totally worth it. You yeah, know? So, for sure. I don't know. Well, man, I appreciate it. 
Um, I'll be honest with you, when talking when you were on your way over, I was like, I wonder if I can, how long I can fill, if I can fill an hour, because usually they're about an hour. <laughs> uh-huh. We're at an hour fifteen, so we oh, did gee. it. Yeah. But like, and there's, again, you and I could. There's a lot of questions and things that I have about just. We can share stories from ARS, and then oh, I yeah. can learn a bunch of stuff from Paradise Beef. Like, there's a lot yeah, we can man. go over, which just means we're going to have to do it again. Heck yeah. Which is fine by me. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll cut it for now. But before we before I go, or before we go, um, at the end of every episode, I ask whoever I'm talking with to offer a piece of life advice that you've learned over your wise 25 years of life, yeah. Um, a, a piece of advice that you can offer the people, whoever is listening, um, something that could help them lead a successful life, whatever that may mean to them or whatever it may mean to you. Um, so, whenever I guess I you can listen to the other ones, I would have been prepared. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> so, I've been. We've got plenty of time. I can. We can do whatever. Piece but, of life advice. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think one thing for me, like, that I think part of it is growing up on the farm. Maybe part of it was my mission, but it's like, you're a lot more capable than you think you are. Like, I know there's a lot of times where it's like, you know, like like we talked about earlier, you know, when I was waking up at five, going to the farm, going to work, going back to the farm, you know, like... Like, I didn't really think about, like, that time until after. And then I was like, oh, like, hmm. You know, if you would have told me, like, but but at the but I was just like, I have that mindset of, like, oh, this has to be done. Like, I've got to do it. You know, if I'm out here with a flashlight in the morning, like, moving sprinkler pipes and getting soaking wet, like, like somebody has to do it. So, like, right. I've got to do it. And, like, and even, like, in high school, my dad broke his hip, like, my senior year of high school. And up to that point, like, no extracurricular activities, like, and then, like, my friend decided, he was like, oh, hey, dude, like, you should wrestle. So I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. Like, like I went to the meeting, and I ended up wrestling. So I was like, so I was like, that senior year, I was like, my dad broke his hip, like, literally, like, two weeks before school, and I had to change all my... Like, I changed all my classes so that I, like, had this one class that was, like, a job class, you know? Like, you got an internship. Right. I internshiped, you know, in quotes, at the farm. At the farm. (laughs) And I took that class both semesters. So I took it the whole year. So you could work on the farm. Yeah, so that I could, you know, and I would, like, like, there was, like, during the the spring and fall, like, it wasn't as big of a deal. But, like, during the the wintertime when we had to feed cows, my dad is kind of weird about when he feeds cows like he has to feed them at the same time and that was always in the middle of the day right so i'd go to the first four hours of school and then when lunch came i'd just leave and, and i'd go to the farm and i'd feed cows and then <laughs> i'd come back and most of the time i didn't get back in the hour that i had for lunch so it's like right most of the time my fifth hour class i was like didn't even go to that <laughs> and, and then the sixth hour class i was like i'd come in like halfway through that you know and it was actually kind of funny because my, maybe this is kind of ranting, but my, I was a teacher's aide, you know, super easy class, right? right? You know, didn't, the first quarter, the first half of the semester came every day, graded all the dude's papers, loved me. 
second quarter, I was like, I was like, hey man, like I'm not gonna be able, like I won't be here, you know. Right. And, and he was like, oh okay, whatever, you know. So I thought we were cool. Last day of that semester was a half day. I was like, ah, I can just go after school, you know. So I show up to class, and he's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I came to class. And he's like, oh okay. Got my report card in the mail like two weeks ago. I was like, how the hell did you fail? A teacher's aid class. And I was like, what? Yeah, dude failed me because I missed a whole... Oh, yeah, because I was not up. there a whole time. And I was like, I was like, dude, it's a teacher's aid. I was like, you got like six other of these teacher's aids. <laughs> like, I, I got to be the one you punish. But um, anyway, so then it was like, I'd go, I'd leave school, go to the farm, come back. And then after school, wrestling practice. And then like, so it was like... It's like, for some reason, I just decided to do that. And so it was like, and that was another one of those times where it was like, I didn't like think about it until after it happened. But mm -hmm. then I was like, I was graduated. I was getting ready to go on my mission. And I was like, it's like, how, how, how would I do that? I was like, how did I have time to do all those things? And like, still have a social life. And so it's like, you know, like we already talked about, there's a lot of people that, you know, they're like, oh, I can't do this. My life's hard. And it's mm -hmm. like, but in reality, like, I think if, like, if you set your mind, like, like if you determine that something has to get done, like, you can make time to do it. And that's something that I've, like, learned is, like, it's always going to seem like you won't have enough time, but, like, you just got to make time to do those things. So, I don't know. Maybe that's my life advice is that it's, like, one, you can do more than you think you can, and two, like, for... Whether it's, like, you know, whether it's just more things you have to get done or, like, just, like, important things that you need to do, like, you can make time for those. It's, like, there's always something. And, like you said, like, you know, you can rearrange your schedule, you know. It's, like, yeah. you just got to kind of, like, prioritize and, and just say, do like, it. this is what I want to do. This is what I need to do. You know, it's, like, I think a lot of the times nowadays people, it's, like, it's not that there's enough time to do stuff. It's just that people are too, you know, like, lazy to, like... I don't know. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I know what you like, mean. Like, they're just like, oh, hey, like, uh, like, oh, I don't have time. But then they, like, don't do anything about it. And that means, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, right. no, you have time. You just don't you want just to. You just don't want to. Make the time exactly. to do it. You're not. No, I, like, I, I like that because even now, I think that's something that that's not just people growing up can aspire to, but even people now, like, that's something I tell myself a lot. Like, I don't know if I have the time or energy to do this. Yeah. And then what do I do with my time? Like, I don't know if I have enough time to go to the gym. And then I spend three hours playing video games with friends. Yeah. And I'm like, I can spend an hour and a half playing video games with friends and I can spend an hour and a half at the gym. Yeah. Well, uh, and I mean like... Or something like, you know, or, yeah. you know, what do I do from five when I get home from work? Like I spend a lot of time now I'm framing and doing whatnot, but like I can take 30 minutes to stop on the way home, go to the gym, you know, go to the gym, work in the house, do what I want to do. I can yeah. still make those times to do that. Yeah. Um, I do think in my head that I just like I'm not capable of doing that because I'm gonna be tired. I'm like I have enough energy and I gotta go to work. Like I think, you know, having that idea of being more capable than you realize, like that's pretty good. That's something that I've never really thought of, but makes a lot of sense. And like I think it's helpful for people to realize is that yeah. you can do things that you didn't think that you were gonna be able to to do. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's a pretty good piece of advice. Well, glad I could help. <laughs>